Welcome to Drinks World, where we celebrate entrepreneurs in the beverage industry. Today's guest is Jeve Henning from Squinsprout Distillers. The business was started by Jeve's father, Ernst Henning, in 1991. Initially, it only made spirits for the entry-level Totpack range, but today they manufacture some unique craft products. They make a grain whiskey from maize grown on the farm, and they also have a 10-hectare vineyard, which allows them to make wine and brandy from their own grapes. But by far the most exciting addition to their business is the distilling of agave spirits, which they distill from agave plants grown sustainably in the Grafrenet area. Let's welcome Jevia to the show. My name is Holger Meyer and this is Drinks World. Welcome to the show and today I am in Fentersdorp and I'm visiting one of South Africa's oldest and biggest craft distillers and our guest today is Jevia Henning and Jevia and his father operate this this distillery here in Fentersdorp and yeah, I think for, for the last nearly 30 years, isn't it? That's correct, Oliver. Um, now, I wish we could talk to your dad, but tell us, how did the whole thing start? Well, Olga, it's actually a, a quite interesting story. Um, we started up in 1991. Okay. Um, he started with the whole concept, and um, we solely focused on the Totback range, as everybody knows it. Uh, it's basically those small sachets. Uh, that you took to the rugby stadium and all those uh, type of sporting events and um, well it, it, it got more than that at this stage so we started up the distillery then and uh, tried to produce some of our own alcohols uh, just at the trial run and uh, well here we are now 30 years later and we're doing brandies um, whiskies from grain we're doing uh, gins, we're doing ram from molasses, and um, the one of the most unique things we're currently busy with now is the agave spirit. That's taking a, a quite big um, um, approach in South Africa at this stage, and hopefully if all goes well and we're still here, we would like to achieve uh, a bit more than what we're currently doing and, and hope for the best. Yeah. Yvi, I see on yourself there you've got the agave gold and the agave silver. Um, I used to sell it, and I went to the distillery in Grafrenet. Um, I'm sure you didn't get a chance to visit them, but the the plant that you use comes from from Grafrenet. That's correct, Olga. So we get the plants from Grafrenet, and they call it, as we know it, the the Karua agave. Yeah. And uh, that's the the liquid gold that you get to make agave spirits from. So we extract the the juice from the plant. Uh, firstly, it goes through a baking process where we convert all the starches to sugars and it takes up to three to four days to do that process with a, with a wooden fire and uh, we extract the starch, uh, the, 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 the syrup from the plant then and uh, it goes to the fermentation process where the fermentation can take anything from up to four to fourteen days um, depending on all the external factors and whatsoever and um, then we distill it through co- copper pot stills to get the unique flavor profile that we have here and um, it's quite a unique product it's really wonderful to see that uh, there's such a huge demand for the product in south africa it was a bit of a hit uh, and, and go to to decide whether it's going to work or not and it's it's there definitely it's there and i wish there could be more guys to get involved in this whole agave production process and 
join us in this um, launch of the product and get the awareness there to educate the South African market a bit more about, let's call it in brackets, tequila. Mm. Um, to get the awareness there and to get some assistance from everybody else and, and, and see if we can make it work. And let's see if we can beat the Mexicans, eh? <laughs> so can you quickly explain to us what the difference is between tequila and uh, what you make? Okay, so tequila is basically just... Um, towards Mexico. So you're not allowed to call anything tequila that you produce outside of Mexico. Basically the same with champagne. So basically it's it's the same process, but you're not allowed calling it tequila in South Africa if you're not importing from them. So that's why according to Department of Agriculture and all the laws and regulations here, we're not allowed to call it tequila and to sell it as tequila. That's why we make use of the wording 100% agave spirit meaning that it's only made from 100% agave spirit and there's no extra additives added in the product for fermentation or whatsoever. And, and typically people would blend it down with a sea spirit. I'm not, uh, I mean, obviously not in your case. No, no, no. And that's why you call, you're trying to differentiate yourself. That's correct. So you, you get a cheaper version as well. You can, you can blend it down and uh, there's a lot of guys that, that maybe will do it in the near yeah. future with the, the trend picking up now. But you know what? We're proudly African and we, we like to create product that's, that's got a big value to mm. it. Um, we like to be focused more on the craft distilling side and, and put a quality product out there for the people. We're not interested in doing a cheaper version and entering the mass market. I mean, that's not in our, in our plans here yeah. at, at Squinch Pray Distillery. Okay. And... Besides the tequila, which is really, I mean, are there other people doing this um, tequila? In, uh, no, let me try again. Are there other people distilling agave in, in South Africa? At this stage, no. I'm not aware of anybody okay. uh, currently doing them. Um, I know Hope on Hopkins, they've got our agave brand running now. And um, I think they also make use of the, the same process as, as that we're using now. Um, I'm not sure about their taste though, but I would mm. like to, to maybe see if we can take some hands with them in the future. So if everything goes well, I would like to, to go and, and see if we can can get this mm. up and running. Okay. And the heart of, of all these craft spirits, I guess, is the Western Cape and, and you're very, very far away. So yeah. I guess you're a bit removed from the market, where, so you're focusing more on the, on the production side. That's correct. And unfortunately, we, we're based in uh, Fentersdorp, so it's in the northwest province. It's really uh, a distance away from all the central points where all the stuff t- takes place. So from Hrafrenet to Fentersdorp is around 700 k's just to get the, the piñas here. And then uh, it's the very time-consuming baking, fermenting process that's, that's taking a lot of, of time and effort. And then, you know, when the, the lovely pro- product is done, it needs to go to the, the, the market. And that's majority of that will be Cape Town, Joburg, and then export market that's, that's growing. And, I mean, transport is taking up a, a big toll of the, the costs. But, uh, I mean, the facility is here for 30 years. And, I, I mean, we're not guys in the, in the game for 30 years that's going to disappear next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's... To go and invest in in another place to start up this facility is going to cost you a lot of money and uh, just the loyalty from our guys at Squim Spread Distillery, I, I don't think you'll get that anywhere else at this stage. Yeah, and it's really nice. I mean, out here it, it feels like you're living on a farm 
And I guess it is. Is this part of a farm, or is it in an it's an industrial area? That's correct. But so it feels like you got the feeling of, of just yes. a little bit different to the winelands. Yeah, it's nice and quiet. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's lovely. So you know, we we smaller guys over here, we don't seem to come right in the busy areas. <laughs> so I think let's just stick here in Fentersdorp and see what we can achieve here. Yeah. And uh, one of your father's pet projects has always been making whiskey. Um, how long has he been making whiskey? Well, Olga, it's uh, more or less the same time as what I told you now. Okay. It's basically started up, uh, up in 1991. It was quite smaller than we, we went through now. Um, but then we started, we, we come from a farming industry, so we, we have uh, the access to the maize at this mm. stage. And there's a lot of them available in the northwest province. So we tried to see if we can get a decent whiskey out of that, and it worked. I mm. mean, the, the quality of whiskey that we distill here is one of the best uh, in the world, if I can can be upfront a bit. And uh, the main thing is the aging process that that takes a while. And I mean, to distill something and let it sit for three years before you get any uh, return of investment is is quite a while. And I mean, it's a very uh, nitty gritty process to follow. And I mean, you you must have the taste and and, and the willingness to achieve anything to wait three years to get uh, any money back for it. So. Yeah. It's definitely in your blood to do this. It's not something that you can learn overnight. And luckily, I learned a lot from him. I mean, he started up with that in, like I said, 1991. And, um, well, we're in 2022 now, and we expanded quite a lot on the whiskey. It's very unfortunate. The, the, the whiskey market in South Africa is a bit down at this stage. There's a lot of Scottish whiskey still available here. So the guys are, are quite used to the Scot Scottish whiskey still at this stage. And hopefully the same with the Agaf. I hope we can can introduce the the proudly South African way of whiskey, and get that into the market a bit by assistance of the bigger guys like the pick and pays and the topses and the cash and carries and all those guys to maybe assist the smaller craft industry breweries and and distilleries and all that to to get our products out there and see if we can maybe take hands and and start up something. You know, it's um, it's yeah, it's 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 a big a big game. Yeah. So in a trend that in the, that I've seen in, in the whiskey industry is where they talk about grain to glass. Mm. Now, you said earlier to me that you, you've got your own farm, so you actually grow your own grain and yeah, you, you make your own whiskey. So there's not many um, distilleries in the world, I guess, that can offer grain to glass. No, for sure. I mean, the, the best part about it is to, to do something different every day. So you can choose if you want to go farming the day, do distilling, do tasting or do bottling. That's the beautiful part about Squinspray Distillery. But our sole focus at this stage will be to do everything ourselves, to be self-efficient and uh, to do the, the farming on the maize. The same with the grapes and um, the molasses. Unfortunately, we just buy in at this stage from, from some other guys. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to do everything in Fentersorp yourself, that's the that's the biggest achievement of, of it all. Yeah, and and the, the spent grain or whatever you call it then goes to your, your feedlot. Yes, yeah, so on the whiskey, basically what we do is we spin out the solids from the liquid before fermentation and um, it's it's giving us a better character on the on the grain spirit that we distill now. So the excess, uh, as we call it, the spent maize, um, brewers grits uh, that some guys will call it as well um, we had some some excess of, of that now and 
we didn't have anything to do with that. So we start selling that to local farmers around the area, let's say about a 300 kilometer radius around Fentersdorp. And um, we did some analysis on the, on the feed and they, they, they feed it to the cattle and the, 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 the results was quite dramatic to see how many uh, weight they picked up with that feed because it's a high quality protein feed. And um, there's still a lot of sugars involved as well. And I said to my dad, you know what, let's, let's do something different again. Let's, let's start farming with cattle while distilling. So there's another thing during the week that we can decide what we want to do. So <laughs> let's get the cattle in and start feeding them this. So now we prepare the cattle before they go to the, the other feeding lots uh, where they, they give them higher protein feeds and bulk them up for, for the field. So basically we, we run them in a cycle of 120 days, get the feed out after we've been making some whiskey. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Tell us a little bit about what one can expect. What's the difference between a grain, you called your, yours a grain whiskey. That's it. Versus a, a scotch whiskey in, in terms of the character and the taste. So on the grain whiskey, we solely make use of, of maize. And that's the main character of our whiskey. We don't use any wheat, any rye, any uh, other, uh, other grains uh, is invo- are involved in our product. And the same with the Scotch whiskey as with the tequila. You can on- only call it a Scotch whiskey when it's from Scotland, uh, when you import it from there. So we're, we're not allowed calling our whiskeys a Scotch whiskey here. And um, well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the whiskey, the spelling, the whiskey EY and whiskey with a Y, you know, all those uh, stuff um, with the rules and regulations on that. So basically we just make use of, of single, single grain that's gonna be maize. And um, yeah, that's the whiskey that we produce here because we've got the the maize available for us. And the other, um, may I say, the better brands that better known brands are also starting to use a process like Baines. For sure, yes. Um, if you go and have a look at the ba- Baines, they make use of, of maize as well. I think they use uh, yellow maize where we just make use of the white maize. I mean, it's not a, a really big difference in the, the character of the, the maize. The main thing that you want to achieve with that is to convert the starches to sugar um, with the malting process and that's what we can do. I mean, the sugar that we get out of the, the, the maize is, is good and the fermentation is ideal. That's just what you want. You want to convert that starches to sugar, get the sugar to, to ethanol and then we distill it through the, the copper pot stills. And, that's what's unique about our facility as well. I mean, you had a look at the distillery now. It's something to see. I mean, there's nothing like that elsewhere in South Africa as far as I'm concerned. And we try to keep it neat and tidy and up to date and keep our, our, our finger on the ball the whole time. And I'm sure that copper pot stills has got the, the main ingredient on what's going on here. And I'm not sure which one of the two is the best one but that's where the the main character of our whiskey comes from is that beautiful copper pot stills that we make use of yeah you said you also make brandy and you mentioned that you've got about 40 hectares of of grapes here yeah we've got about 10 hectares hectares. yeah sorry 10 hectares (laughs) of, of grapes yeah so basically what happened with the grapes it was um one of the ideas we had was to try something new again and uh it's always nice to to try something else and we've got a, a partner in the in the business here Jeff Jeffrey Nong uh, he's basically the farmer of the grapes and he launched his own wine and his own brandy with his with his grapes over there so what we did is we said to him you listened uh, Jeffrey let's try something new 
instead of waiting three years for the product to get some money out for brandy, let's start up with the wine. And um, we had a, a, a friend of ours down in Cape Town who assisted us with the, the winemaking a bit here and there. And we launched some of his wines and he, he went to all the Indabas and exhibitions and uh, he sold quite a lot of his wine. And um, well, three years down the line, after the long waiting period for the aging to take place in the French oak barrels, um, we started bottling the first brandies from, from Squinspread Distillery with the vineyards that's, that we did here. And uh, we sold it as Nong Brandy for him. And um, afterwards, you know, it, it, it didn't go slow, but we started to make use of the brandy in our own products as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good product that we achieved, that we got all of you. Mm. And you, you took me through through the cellar with with all those um, those vats or those barrels. Mm. What is the oldest product? Is it? Have you kept some for thirty years? The oldest one over there now <laughs> is around uh, 20, 2011. Okay. So that's a brandy, and uh, hopefully we can let it rest for another <laughs> a few years to bottle it for a, a big amount some some of yeah. the day, these days. I heard. Uh, I was listening to your podcast earlier and they said yeah. there's somebody in, in Scotland who's still got um, some whiskey from 1930 sure. in, in barrels. Yeah, yeah, that's something unique. I mean, that guy, he's got a lot of patience. <laughs> the, the, the best part about that, if, if you see that brandy sitting in the, in the barrel since 2011, for me now, when I go into the cellar and uh, every three months we draw a sample just to see if the aging goes well. Um, it's it's not often that you can say aging goes well, but in this in this case it does. Um, you must do everything that you can to not take that brandy out of that vat because it's so nice. You just want to take it out and bottle it and tell your guys, listen, this is coming from Squinspray Distillery. Yeah. That's why I say I'd rather leave it a bit there and I'm sure basically it's going to come down to something good. Yeah, maybe it's not your dad's pension money, it's your pension money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and work out something on that. So, <clears throat> you said to me, I mean, you're obviously quite far from the market, so you also do contract packing for, for other companies and other brands. How does one go about that process? And obviously, you need to do some minimum quantities. What would you, or, yeah, explain to us the process? Okay, so with the contract packaging, we, there's a lot of guys who started phoning us and sending us mails and inquired about products that they want for their own brands. And with this craft distilling that's taking place now, especially after the COVID, it's an it's a industry that, that boomed in South Africa, if you can put it that way. Um, so the guys started getting in touch with us and said, listen, you know what, I want a, f a few liters of, of gin, for instance, or, or brandy or whiskey for Mycroft Distillery and um, if they've got all the licenses in place and the, the micro-manufacturing or bonded facilities and all that, we, we started to supply the guys on a small amount to let them achieve something something new in their craft distilling offset as well, to, to make them part of the trade. And um, you know, some of the smaller guys don't always have access to bottling lines, uh, access to, to bulk buy on bottles and caps and boxes and we've got all that sorted out here already with the 30 years in trade so we try to save the, the smaller guys a, a bit of money if we can put it in, in brackets small um, by getting bottles in at a cheaper price than they can by getting the caps in the boxes in at a cheaper price and you know while we add it we said to them 
let's just do the filling for you as well and, and see if we can take hands in this venture of yours and we want to be part of your dreams as well and see you get the product from here let's do the blending let's get it at, at your specific requirements and if you're happy with the, the profile of the product and the, the labeling and all that we get it approved and uh, we started bottling for the guys on a small scale it's not major um, but it's always nice to be part of something like that and to see a smile on the craft industry uh, guys faces when you know a dream is coming true for their own brand to be launched and it's always nice to be part of that it's not always about making money it's nice to see there's guys with passion out there and to be involved in that um, so Yeve, it's been a tough two years what what are your plans for for this year and and the near future well, Holger, I mean, I don't know. It's difficult to say with all this going on in South Africa at this stage. Um, each day is a, is an opportunity for us. I mean, we're here, we're alive, and we, we still, we're still kicking. So, yeah, it's difficult to say what the plans are, but for now we just want to sustain what we have here and make sure we keep everybody happy that's on our list for this and uh, for sure grow with that every day, whether it's in, uh, in yourself or in the business. And... Just keep positive in these difficult stages. I yeah. mean, um, hopefully the, the whole pandemic with the, the COVID is, is passing along now. Um, it's really bad to see this whole facility starting to convert to make hand sanitizers. I mean, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to make quality alcohol products, not to make stuff to clean your hands with. And hopefully I don't go back to doing yeah. that again. That's, that's not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, from my side, um, I mean, it's a long drive and I'm really grateful that you had some time for me. You've got electricity problems, you've got all sorts of problems, you've got a farm to run. So thank you very much for your time. Well, thanks to you. I mean, it's it's really nice to have you here driving 600 k's just to come and see us for a quick interview. And uh, you asked me uh, a bit earlier, what's it that keeps us going in this business it's guys like you <laughs> that keeps us going and doing what we're doing because it's always nice to see a smile on somebody's face and it's sharing your passion with you and thank you very much for you to join us here at Squin Spread Distillery and hopefully next time when you come through stay a bit longer please yeah um where can people find out more about you have you got uh, social media pages website Yes, so they can find out uh, on the webpage at www.totpack.co.za. That's basically the brand that we uh, sell at this stage. And you can just go to the website. On the right-hand side, there's a link uh, stating Squin Spray Distillery. You can click on that. And if you have got an inquiry or some, something you want to know about us, just drop us an email there. Uh, the, cell phone, uh, the, the telephone number is 082-264-2626. That's the landline, so if there's anything else, you can give us a call at the landline as well. And um, yeah, the, the email address is uh, totspec at iafrica.com if you've got a direct email that you would like to send to the company. And let's see if we can, can assist you guys if there's any information that you need. Um, on the standard totpack range that we're doing now, that's, that's the, the sachets, the 25 mil sachets. Um, you can find us nationwide at all the retailers and if we're not there please give us a call and we'll make sure that we get there yeah and the top back business has been going for a long time and, and that's really your bread and butter and it pays for the very expensive uh, generator that's running while you're developing these craft products thank you Yevia. Uh, it's really wonderful to be here and uh, to see the progress that you've made since my last visit i love those big old um, distilling vets and those copper 
what do you call them, copper pots? The copper pot stills, yeah. Yeah, those copper pot stills, are, I've never seen anything as big as that, and, and all those barrels. Well done, man. No, for sure. Thanks, Olga. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our stories here online. In the show notes, you will also find a link where you can subscribe to become part of our community and be notified when we upload our latest content.